Hi, it's Paul. Hi, it's Damo. And it's time for the PD Sports Podcast. With Damo and Paul. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 15 of the PD Sports Podcast. We are back for another huge week in sport. Damien, welcome along Welcome, thank you Paul for the welcome. How are we everybody? It's another Euros episode and well, World of Football is a great place at the minute because there's just been some fantastic games of football on and I can't wait to get into this one because I've seen the run sheet. This one's going to be a blockbuster everybody. Sit tight, I think this podcast could be one of our best. Yeah, definitely. There's heaps to talk about. We've got plenty of questions, so thank you to everyone that's in the Discord as well uh, for providing your questions this week because that is going to strengthen the podcast. But before we get to that, we've got plenty to talk about. It's been interesting at the moment, the way the Euros dynamic is. That I feel like there's normally a bigger break between the group stage and the knockouts, but I think they must be trying to just push through it this year with everything that's happening. So... There has been some around the 16 games already happened since our last podcast last week. So we'll probably start by talking about them today and then moving into predicting the rest of the tournament. So big thanks to those that have given questions through, those that have left reviews through Apple Podcasts. Remember, you can leave us a review and a five-star rating on there. So, Dame, do we go in order? Do we go the Group A into Group B or Group A into Group C? Yeah, something like that. I think we go in order with how we have it on the run sheet. I just want to mention how crazy was the finish of the Group F. We didn't get to mention it because it was before last podcast. But at one point, all four teams were in and all four teams were out. It it was ridiculous. Yeah, that was uh, Watching that was some of the best entertainment watching football at the minute. Secondly, by the way, Portugal, Dom, what a call, mate. They're already out. Well done, buddy. Uh, shout out to Dom. <laughs> well, I can't say much else because my uh, other finalist was one of a team that's been eliminated. We'll talk well, about them. They're, they're a little unlucky, I feel, but yeah, we'll talk about them. Yeah, let's maybe start it off with probably the first game, Italy, uh, Austria, which... Uh, Watch that game. Got scary, yeah. got very scary, which is not what I expected. Um, and saying that, I looked at Austria and went, that, look, we're on a tougher side of the draw. Austria, no mugs. And uh, look, they played very well, and Yadovic can cause you issues. Obviously, they've got Alaba, and they've got, you know, geez, they've got quality everywhere. They're, they're one of the dark horses for the competition. Um, however, knowing that they were probably going to get Italy kind of swaying me to give Sweden my dark horse tip, and I think Sweden will beat the Ukraine. Sorry, the Ukraine will give me my dark horse tip, and the Ukraine will beat Sweden. Um, I did, however, was very impressed with Austria, and look, when Anadovic scored, and it was ruled out for offside, Damien was half asleep in his bed, you know, I mean, getting in and out of that game and full, drifting off the sleep uh, and whatever, and next minute, Anadovic scored. I was like... On, was it that header? It was great header, great play. Um, the yeah, header back across the to the bat stick was unreal. Yeah. Um, and then uh, initially thought it was a goal. Didn't think it was anything of offside. And then obviously VAR rules it out because it was off. Um, and then from that minute, I was on the edge of my seat. And mercifully, we scored the first one. How good is it for Mateo to pick the ball up again as well to score the first? Yeah, he's looking he, he wasn't even meant to be in the squad. And now he's in the squad. And now he's scoring goals. It's, it's great to see. I, I'm loving it. And then, look... At the end of the day, we deserve to go through on the basis of it. But in saying that, though, I thought Austria were really good. Like, you know, got to remember, Austria had nine shots off target in the full 120 minutes, you know. 
It's not yeah. like they played bad. They still had a good amount of the ball. I just think that, you know, when a team has eight shots on target, nine off target, and, you know, we played fairly well, I thought. Thought we were really good. But a big shout-out to, like, the whole Austrian side. Like, so bits I thought was quality. Um, and Aldovich, I thought, had moments as well. And I thought, to be fair, the back four that they put out there were really good for Austria. But yet again, just proving that Italy are going to be good enough to probably get the, job done. get the job done and hopefully get the job done in general. I did say I want to see Italy's reaction to going 1-0 down on the last podcast. I got as close as it could be to being 1-0 down. A goal <laughs> disallowed for VAR. But I got to see with us up against the back, you know, the backs up against the wall. And we responded. And that's only been my only question under Mancini so far, is will we be able to respond in that situation? We did. And we got the job done. It doesn't matter how you get the job done, you get it done. And we're through. Um, yeah. And I think... Everyone is firming Italy up could to be the favourite for the competition now. Just a bad omen, you know. Runners up in two thousand, runners up in twenty ten, sorry twenty twelve. Um, yeah, it could be another runners up. I hope not, but uh, yeah, we'll wait and we'll yeah, see. And with the other side of the draw, as yeah. Well, but I, th- I feel like for Austria, like probably the most complete performance. And um, look, going out to Italy, it's a bit unlucky. So I can't sing that. I can't sing the praises highly. I thought they played brilliant, to be fair, Austria. And I really wish they had an easier tie. And yeah, but look, at the end of the day, being an Italian, I'm happy. Look, for them, they probably feel hard done by when you look at some of the other round of 16 games. Look at the next one. Uh, and how open they are. <laughs> and I feel like if Austria are in half of those other ties, they're probably a real shout to make the quarterfinal. It just came back to that lack of... We spoke about it last time. We said their midfield looks unbelievable. Their defence looks really strong. But other than Arnautovic, um, they struggle for that. They don't have the firepower. The the they net. just don't have the firepower. Yeah. Nothing against Arnautovic. I think he's great. But he's the sort of guy you want to turn to off the Lewandowski bench. Plays. Yeah, exactly. If Lewandowski, if Lewandowski was there. If Lewandowski was Austrian you know, like, instead of Polish, that, that Austrian yeah. side could be insane. That, that's the beauty of international exactly. football. You only get what's given to you, right? You can't go buy yeah, whatever. You've got to work with what you've got. And look, I think that that's what makes international football so great. And look, Italy get through. Italy have got the squad. And Italy are in a very good spot. And Austria, look, hopefully they build on that have a very good World Cup as well in 2022. Yeah, so speaking about some of the ties that are 50-50, this next one for me, I said it last week, had that complete 50-50 written all over it pre-game. <laughs> but once the game started, it only looked like one. Oh, what, what a game for Denmark. And I really like the aura around Denmark at the minute as well. I really do. We mentioned it last week too. It had those 92 It vibes. does, and it's still going they're, strong, they're mate. playing for Ericsson. I, I, I must say, though, I rate the class of Wales to get assigned to Guernsey together. Yeah, I did too. To give to Christian I Ericsson thought it was really well. good. And speaking of 50-50 ties, um, that next tie Denmark play, they're going to win. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that uh, in a second. We'll, we'll get to that one because that is... There's going to be one team in a semi-final that is going to be very, very interesting, but... For this tie here, I think you know Wales luck probably they not luck. They did ride the roller coaster to get to the round of sixteen. I did say if they could keep games scrappy and fight and dig, then they could be a chance. But you know the quality of Denmark shone through. There's not a whole lot more to say. Wales looked like they'd run their race, and you know hats off to them. I said they might make a quarter final looking at that draw, but you know Denmark are just getting better and better by game by game and. 
honestly, they don't look like slowing down. No, they don't. So they're pushing on, and the football they're playing is brilliant. We mentioned it when we talk about them pre-tournament. They've got players that are good. They just don't have world-class players. And like we talked about Polson and Darmsgaard, Adger at the back. Uh, we talked about Schmeichel and Gold probably being their most world-class player, probably. Um, and, you know... Delaney. Pete, by the way, can I just say, Schmeichel has something to do with something that his dad did win a Euro. Of his own hands, it could be incredible. That story could do, yep. yeah, that could no, be an incredible story. The championship to Premier League, Euro to winner, Euros following and... your dad's footsteps, that could be huge, yeah. I agree, there. yeah. And I really hope they Look, do it, we've... yeah. Well, you know, they've got the best best chance possible, they really. do, like, feeling like 92. It's feeling like draw, 92. The way that draw side of the draw opens up, which we'll get to later. They're, they're a real shit. They are. But we'll move on to who their eventual opposite or their eventual position is. And my predicted finalists from that right hand side of the draw are no longer in the tournament in the Dutch. And now this is a game that I haven't seen, but it, I have seen the red card and I think that's the turning point. It is, it game, is, it is. It really I've, I've watched the I've watched the full game, watched the thirty minutes, and would totally agree with that statement, Paul. I am going to put it out there, by yeah. the way. Don't beat out, beat yourself up too much. You got two groups completely right. Yeah, <laughs> um, and only one group I didn't get the winner. I believe as yeah, well. Yeah, so you've had um, a very good prediction run so far. Yeah, only yeah, one group, which was the Spain yeah. group. I got every single position wrong <laughs> in that group. And then Turkey, which most people got yeah, wrong. Yeah, I think everyone so, got Turkey wrong, but yeah, it's all right. But for the Dutch, I said their reliance on Depay was probably too strong, and it's probably come to fruition from what I've seen and what I know of the game. And then the Czech man again. They, they're a good side, and they've got decent and, players. So yeah, and job done. Like they just took advantage of the situation that was given to them, and you know them versus Denmark. That is going to be probably for me. I know the next tie we're going to talk about is massive, but I think for the sake of the underdog stories and the potential that the storylines have for both of these teams, I'm really looking forward to probably this uh, Denmark-Czech tie. I think that tie could be really open. I reckon that could be a really good game of football. It's two teams that are going to go out there and go, hey, we can make a semi-final here. And it's not going to be negative. Exactly. It's not. It's going to be Denmark or Czech playing a big boy, and they're going to sit there and try and absorb. They're just going to go. We're better than you. We're going to go play football. And then, you know, and Czech will say that, and Denmark will turn around and go. Well, actually, no. We know how to score goals. We're going to come at you. And I think that game could be so open, and I hope it is. And I think that could be really good viewing that Denmark Czech tie. Um, but yeah, look. Um, what you, I want to know your thoughts on the red card, Paul. What do you reckon on it? Um, I think. It's a red card. It's just, it's clumsy. It's a bit of panic. Um, you know, nil-nil. Uh, I don't know. It's just one of those ones where it's... It's because he's, he's, he's meant to fall over and he does. And it's just... It's just hard. Like, it's because I, I said it to someone at work today. I was like, it genuinely looks like he's trying to volleyball dig the ball to the goalkeeper. Yeah. Like, there's a full arm swing. It's not natural. He, he's falling. He's not running. Like, if he was running and it hit his arm, it's different. But the fact that he's, like, stumbling over and then, like, full belts it with his forearm, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. It, it killed the game. It, I, sorry, it didn't kill the game, but it just, 
it influenced the game massively because Delict's the the leader of that Dutch defence as well. I think maybe a bit of lack of experience. He's still a young centre back. People forget that. Uh, they all think he's so experienced, but he's still a young kid. He's only like twenty twenty one, yeah. so you know, give him a bit of slack. But look, it's a split second decision, isn't I it? I think personally, like, oh, I need to do something. If there was, if VAR wasn't involved in football at all, he would have got away with it too, because it was initial decision was a yellow. Yeah. And I did think live, by the way, um, that is it a clear error? Is it a clear error though? <sighs> See, I mean, it probably is. It, it's borderline if it's a clear error. A clear error. I think you can determine it is, and you can determine it isn't. Because from the referee's point of view, you've watched it. He's fallen over, and then you've kind of gone, "I know it's handball, but is it because he's fallen over on top of the ball, or is he trying to volley ball scoop it back to the keeper?" And I yeah. think in that sort of situation, the referee can kind of understand why the yellow card comes out, right? Um, because yeah, but to overturn, yeah, it, to overturn it, it is huge. Means. But I think it's the right decision. It does look a lot worse. Yeah, I do think if VAR was at real time, like not slowed down, I still think it could have been a yellow. Yeah. I think the referee could go over and go, uh, it's 50-50. And if, you, if really, if you wanted to make an excuse to keep the lit on the part, you could, right? But you're not here to make excuses yeah, for players. That. You're here to make the right decision. And I think the right decision was made. End of the day, it was last man to... Yeah, like, if, if that, that happens does, in the middle of the pitch, it's okay. But he's for, they're for on goal. Uh, yeah, it, and he's falling, he's falling over. over. It's, it's, it's very unlucky for the lit. But at the same style, he knows exactly what he's doing. I think years gone he past... He needs to try and almost... He, he almost needs to try and just flop on his well, chest. You, you what, what, it, it's, easy to spec, it's easy to say, sorry, uh, what you should do. Now, oh, after... 100%. You know, he's a, a split second to think about what to do. In best case scenario, is that he actually falls on top of the ball and locks it under him and he gives away an indirect free kick right on the edge of the box. Because it's not a booking. Yeah. He's just like, uh, I fell over. Yeah, and he just falls. Yeah, you're not going to get sent off for it. So in the end, he's yeah. Or worst case scenario, he just deflects it wide or wider, yeah. giving the team a chance to set yeah. up. But yeah, look, you can't pin it. You can't. And in the end, you got to give credit to the check. They made full, um, you know, they made uh, advantage. yeah full advantage of it. And good luck to him. Yeah, I agree. And it makes a really interesting tie out of it all. So that's what yeah, I'm, I'm happy about. with that but too. It's good viewing. So the next big one, we knew this was a big one. Didn't matter who lost this game, someone was going to cop crap. Yep. You know, it's either the people that have been saying, like myself, that Belgium aren't the real deal, or people like me that also said that Portugal aren't the real deal. So, regardless, I was going to be right at some point at yes. the conclusion of this. And match. you were right because so, I've well, I've said Portugal aren't great. I've I've backed Belgium in a lot, and I really do think well, I've backed Belgium into the next stage. So that's what we're going to talk about a bit yeah. later. Um, but. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Portugal didn't look that great to me in the group stage. and I know 1-0 could have been worse. Yeah. Could have been better. But yeah, well, I just think that Portugal side just lacked throughout the whole tournament to create or be defensively solid. And in the end, there it is. Because you've got to remember, Ronaldo, yeah, he scored five goals, three of pens. Yeah. So, mm, I wasn't convinced by Portugal at all. I, don't, I, I honestly don't know, Dom, I'm not, hitting, I'm not like hating on you because I love you, but... I don't know how you predict them to win this tournament with the quality around. Look, the team on paper is good, but there's no track nah. record. I mean, I know they're the previous winners, but I didn't ru- ru- I didn't rate the way that they won it either last time. Like the team they've got this year, craps on the team that they had in 2016. But I just didn't have the vibe. I just I don't know. It's one of those ones where I just I think everyone sort of may have overrated. Um, Diaz's 
ability a little bit. Again, another young centre back who playing in an Unreal City makes, team. It's a bit make, it makes him look better playing in the Unreal City team. I'm not saying he's bad, by the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying he's world class. Don't get me wrong, but playing he's not ready to lead an international. Yeah, defense. exactly. You can't do what you have to compare him to Van Dijk, but you can't do what Van Dijk probably would have done in that Dutch side. You probably would say. And Van Dijk's experience yeah. been there, done it all. He can lead a side. Diaz is still young. Don't get me wrong, I think Diaz can lead that Portugal side in the future. Just to yeah, ask him to future. do it at a young age, straight away, you know. It might actually be a good thing, this tournament, though, because with the World Cup only a year away, you've got to do a lot of growing up, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think and it's I think not the... Portugal, like, it wouldn't surprise me if Portugal do pretty... go deeper into the World Cup having this experience. Well, they're very unlucky as well, you know. They've got Group F... Look at Group F, yeah. and then they've got Belgium. Yeah. So, like, we're probably being a touch harsh on them, but at the same stage, they've got to beat these sides to win major tournaments. They weren't able to. Yeah. Look that what Germany did so, to them, so. Yeah, and that, that's where I lie, because if Germany, we might as well talk about it now, if Germany get through England, that whole side of the draw is completely It's open. huge, and I think Germany Whoever will. wins that game probably makes the final yeah. realistically. On paper. Um, on yeah, on paper, and I think if you're talking England or Germany, I'm going to put it out there now and say I think Germany wins. So do one. I. Um, and then you're saying Germany, then Sweden or Ukraine, and then you're talking about Czech or Denmark. Really, both of these teams should be getting to the final. Yes, correct. Tie, and I haven't seen anything from England to. Sh- Suggest why I should talk. Talk about him in a second. I reckon when we get to it. Well, we can talk about him now and start there if you want, Paul. Let's start, start there now. Yeah, let's start All right, let me get my predictor yeah. up. But yeah, let's talk about it as well. I just haven't seen anything from England going forward. I think defensively yeah, they haven't really been tested. Goals. But at the same stage, you edit your predictor here. Pardon? Oh, did you just change your group so you get the predictor? No, nah, you just open up the UEFA predictor and it already has all the games loaded for you. Oh, because you didn't have an account, that's yeah. why. I had an that's account, all right. I While you like sort yourself out, everything. I'll talk about England for a second. Um, I've got to try and remember what the order of it all was. Um, Wait, wait you, you go, and I'm just going to sort Yeah, of course. So, England for me, and I think you back me up, Paul, just going forward, they've lacked. Harry Kane has not that been anything like himself. He's not mobile. He's not getting into the right areas. Every time he's looking for the ball, he's looking for the ball wide. He's not looking for it in a channel. He's not looking to, you know, get the ball going in for a goal. Um, you're then looking at Sterling, and I know he scored, but for me, Sterling goes out the game a lot and then might provide a moment. Where I think against Germany, you need guys that are going to be a constant threat. I've never, look, I, I, I rate Sterling to an extent that he's a good player. A lot of people go, he's world class. I, I, I look at him and go, you know what? Mm, you know, he's too inconsistent to be world class. He's a world class winger, but not a finisher. Nah, and like, if you're going to pin your hopes there, I, I still can't believe that Shancho hasn't got more minutes. I can't believe Jack Grealish hasn't got more minutes. Jack Grealish looked good in the one game that he's been given. Um, and then I look at that English side and I go, yeah, and then you're limiting the creativity of Mason Mount and Phil Foden by playing Foden wide and Mount's playing in the midfield with Declan Rice and uh, Calvin Phillips. Like, they really need to go take the bull yeah. by the horns and go get Mount and Foden together through the middle with one of the two of Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice sitting and let them just go create. Instead, Southgate set up in a way that's allowed him to play his boys and be a bit more defensively minded. And I actually think there's certain sides that works for and so the size it doesn't, and for England it doesn't, because yeah, it just kills them yeah. completely. They're a team that have to go out on the front foot and create. I look at Germany. Like, they go out and they put a team that's out there that's able to go dominate games of football, and off you go. 
right? And for Italy, it's the complete opposite. We'll go out then set up so that we have a midfield that's very rigid, but we'll still go and support the attacking movement of the front three. But when needed, we'll go a little bit more along and direct and know that we're going to be defensively more solid than anything else, and off we go. But for England, they're not that sort of side. They're a sort of side that's got the quality to go and play fast, free-flowing football. And do they do it? No, and it's yet again no, it stems to the manager. They're too scared. And they're too scared. I would love to, to lose back games. him in at Wembley. I would love to do it, but I think there's going to be a lot of disappointment. No, you know what, Zach? Give me, give me, give me, uh, give it to me in the group chat, mate. But ninety thousand people at Wembley are going to be disappointed against Germany. We know it's not ninety thousand, but the running joke is good. Yeah, but for me, it's just. Against Croatia, Scotland, the Czech Republic, they just didn't show. And like, they really should have against Scotland and the Czechs, the and they didn't. A hundred percent. Like they, they should know. They should have the confidence to say, "Look, we're the better side here. Let's go after them and let's put go. You know, front foot forward." But you just didn't see it at all, and it's just, it's baffling almost. You know what I mean? Like when you're talking about guys like Rashford and Foden and Kane and Sterling. Sancho, the list, man. Go and play. Yeah, I, you know go what, though? I will, I will say one thing. The fact that they've been defensively solid could help them here against Germany. My fear for England is... And that's the thing no one gave them credit for. The, my, yeah, because they've looked so bad going forward and defensively, they've actually looked really good. My only worry for England is that if Germany get the first one, I don't see them scoring. Uh, or, and even if they do, they're going to be yeah. sorry because Germany might score three by that stage. I think Germany playing in the group of death has just made it so much better for them too because they just they're just they're rolling like yes they didn't beat Hungary but they they're just in a spot where it's just it doesn't matter who they play because you've played France and you've played Portugal yeah already. I agree all right give me a score prediction Paul England Germany go Germany three one yeah I'm I'm actually not to be boring but I reckon that's the same result I'm going with Germany three one. I feel like England might grab one late. I feel like Germany will go one forward and England will go chasing and chasing and chasing and actually go for it. And then Germany will make it two. England will make it 2-1 and then cop one late again and lose 3-1. Yeah, so I feel I'm going to put them through my... As well. All right. So the next one down should be France-Switzerland, Paul, if we go back down the list now. Uh, Uh, I think we're both going to predict France here. No real need. Yeah, I think Group it's of death. I was going to say he's my captain tonight because I'm. Ha- can I just say, ca- captain, captain Depay, nothing happened. Had Wijnaldum come in, they get knocked out. Um, had uh, uh, who else have I had here that's been knocked out here? I had Ronaldo as my captain. Last yeah, night, so like, it it just yeah, I just, I've, I've copped it with fantasy. But here goes France going in. All right, Spain, Croatia, pull off we go. Spain, Croatia. I'm leaning Croatia oh, too. Yes. I've already put them in because Spain have shown nothing. They're struggling to score. They won their last group stage game five uh, one, but really, yeah. But they're in an average group. The five nil, sorry. Good to me, yeah, yeah. Didn't look good to me though. Um, Croatia looked great um, against Scotland in the last they game did. too. Uh, I feel Spain don't have the quality against the better opposition to really. Break I will them say down. So, that Spain don't have the quality just yet. Spain with a couple of major tournaments under themselves because they've had picked a, yes. a bit of a younger squad, I think could be really good. My problem for Spain in this game is they just don't have a guy that's going to score the goal. <laughs> they, yeah, it's been documented that Morata is Murata. just whatever. And Gerard Moreno is he's good, but he's not world-class. He's not Spanish, you know, 
Not number. Well, he's playing out wide anyway. Yeah, is he? He's a bloody twenty-five goal striker playing on the right. He's wing. not your typical Spanish striker. Why I think they've done that, but he's not. He should be playing through. the Morata should be. Yes, Morata should be dropped. But you know, I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll stay as they are. And for that reason, we're going to get Croatia going through. Um, I'm going to go out here and predict two-one. Um, I'm going to say two-one. Right, there we are. Croatia in. I think that Croatia defence is pretty under. Alright, Sweden, Ukraine. What do you reckon, Paul? <sighs> I think I, I think, think this is an easy one for me. Ukraine defence just locked the shit down out of Sweden. Yeah, I think I think Sweden are gonna struggle for goals here. And I think I think whenever I've watched them they just look for Alexander Isaac and I think the Ukraine defence is probably good enough to, to handle. Considering him. how well they've done in qualifying the Ukraine, I think that that is definitely yeah. The case that Sweden will find it very hard to break them down. The Ukraine actually in the group stage though did not look as defensively solid as they did in qualifying. But what they I did do forward, going though. forward with Yarlamenko and uh, what's his name there? Min- yeah, playing up front together in a four four two, where I expect both of them to play out wide, have looked really good. Yarlamenko's been in my fantasy yeah. since day one as well, and he's the only real point yeah. scorer for me as well. Um, but yeah, look, yeah, I think the fantastic. Ukraine win this game two 0 Yes, I think the Ukraine are through. Defensively solid, they invite Sweden on, they go on the break. The yeah. only way I think Sweden yeah, win this game of football is either catch one on the break and win 1 0, or this goes 0 0 120 minutes and they win in a shootout. Yeah, that's a good shout as well, to be fair, uh, but I don't. Yeah, Alright, do you want to go Denmark, Czech Republic and work our way up, or you want to go Belgium, Italy and work our way down? Uh, let's go Denmark, Czech Republic. Alright, great game. This, this is going to be absolutely fantastic, I reckon. This is the whole making of a great. Great game, and more importantly, one of these guys are in the semi-final pool, and that is crazy. Yeah, that's the big thing. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go. With I'm I'm leaning that way too. They're just looking better. Like I'm not saying that the Czechs aren't looking good. I think the Czech are riding some good luck, where Denmark are playing teams off the park. Uh, I don't see the same with the Czechs with that ability to just go and get it done but I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Denmark there's a real good spread within the team um, the goals are coming from the midfielders as well as the forwards and even Christensen and some of the defenders are getting involved I think they're playing with purpose it's just the there should be a Netflix series oh there should team, be surely. big time um, because they're just doing the job. I, I agree so I'm really liking this from them I, I agree I think they've looked the Better of the two. I'm not saying Czechs look bad at all. Um, I think this is going to be a very close game, but a very high-scoring game. Um, I think both teams will look to go and attack. Um, and this one's going... Oh, it's tough. I think this one will go extra time. Um, and Denmark will win 3-2 in extra time. It will be a very good game. I think Denmark have the ability to score... Outscore the Czechs, and I think the Czechs' defence will leak a goal or two. As much as I love Dejan Lovren, just, you know, whatever. Um, Lovren? No, not Dejan Lovren. Who am I speaking about here? Um, <laughs> don't know where Lovren's on my mind. You know, I don't know why he's on my mind. He's on my phone right now on Facebook. Apologies. Oh just, this, is what I have, this is why you don't scroll um, whilst you're having a look. But, um, sorry, Tom, uh, Thomas Kalas. I, I rate him. He's a guy that used to pick oh. up on, on um, manager mode on FIFA. I feel... Back in the day, he used to grow into an insane centre-back. Um, just, yeah, Dejan Lovren, Damien, what the fuck. 
Um, but yeah, uh, I think as much as I think Thomas is really good and Susek's unreal and Schick is obviously a great striker that I would love to see him do more at club level. Um, I just think Denmark's team all round is better and they're going to win this one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So we've got Denmark going through to a semi. The other quarter on that side of the draw, um, Germany, Ukraine. I don't think this is as easy as a game as you're thinking for Germany, by the way. Yeah, look, I'm putting Germany through based on name yep. more so than anything. But I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, man, imagine if this semi-final is Ukraine. I think there's potential for that. I think it would be a very brave boy to back Ukraine to get there, though. I just think Germany are just going to hit this. I think Germany win this game 1-0. I think Ukraine will be... It's not easy. I think Ukraine will be good. It'll be good on the break, but Germany will deal with it. I think Ukraine will be defensively really good. It'll be a moment of brilliance from what Havertz or... Uh, geez, yeah, something like that that will win them the game. I think that that's a game that Ukraine will not be. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Ukraine won't be uh, disappointed in. They'll play a very good game, and they won't be embarrassed in, and they will have a lot of pride. I just think it will be a game that the quality, the world class quality of Germany, will get past the Ukraine. Yeah, well, I would love to see the Ukraine Denmark semi final though. Yeah, that would be and ideal I, because... I and then I would just say, my dark horse is Ukraine and getting through to the final would be huge. That would be it nuts. Would be good. Be or nice. Denmark getting through. I'll be happy with either of them making it to the final. All right, yeah, France, so. Croatia. France. I, I want to see how France... <laughs> haven't been I want to see how well France do against Switzerland before I write Croatia off completely. Uh, I don't think France Croatia have been as good the, as... The business. don't think France has been as good as people think, but I think France in a big game will beat Croatia. That would be actually the World yeah, Cup final Croatia. replay, wouldn't it? It would yep. be, but Croatia haven't convinced me yet. I haven't. They haven't so. convinced me as well, but I think that would be a very good game, though. I think that would be a good game to watch. Yeah. I just think that France will win that game, score a few goals... Uh, I think France 2-0, 3-0, yeah, something like that. I'd maybe Croatia pinch one, maybe. I'd say 2, maybe 3. It's either 2-0 or 3-1 yeah. for me that game. I feel like Croatia might grab one. Perisic might pop up at the back post or something, but... Yeah, for me... Sorry, Croatia, the, but they're ageing. I don't see them getting much yeah. better. And, uh, I think that's the end of the Croatian, you know, like, period. Uh, there's enough kids there, but... They're not the same quality. Yeah, you'd be surprised to see Modric, Perisic, Rebic, like those kind. Not Rebic. What's his name? Bloody um, Cramerich. All in the same. They sort of been around a bit now. Um, Yeah, we'll see. Interesting because there is a good young core coming through. uh, Dynamo Zagreb, but who knows? We'll see where that ends up. But France's opposition. This is the big one for me. Um, I've been pretty vocal. I've, I've backed this quarterfinal in from day one, and I've backed Italy from day one in this yep. game, so this was my exact predicted semi-final for this side of the draw anyway, which is Italy-France, so I'm going to stick with it, because why would I not? So, I see Italy probably winning this game. I hope we do. One. I reckon we will. I just think that Lukaku will worry us with his physicality. I think that they have the quality with De Bruyne to pick us off. I predict this one is the first game, and I love a penalties prediction. This is going all the way to a shootout, boys. I think Belgium will score. We will score. It will be one all, all the way through to extra time. Both sides won't want to lose in extra time, and it will stay one all, and we win in a shootout, and we'll play France in the semi final. I think the one thing that you've got going for you is that your defence is so experienced playing Lukaku through the league, and I think that's probably a huge advantage. But Lukaku scored uh, goals in the league. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know he does, but you know, with the defence that you guys have and it's the Bruyne, you know, mate, the I can't, I can't got. just rule that boy out any stage. Yeah, I've just, I've just got so much track record of Belgium getting to this point. And then I do too. I'm not even wrong. Well. I want us to get through it. I think Italy can. I just think there's potential that Belgium can beat us. Oh yeah, there's potential, and there's a reason why they're the number one ranked team in the world. But I just have to go on my knowledge of Belgium in big tournaments, and there's normally a point where. It doesn't happen, and I think they're going to get against, or they're going to play against a really in-form opposition, and it's going to fall apart. That's sort of where I'm leaning at the I'm moment. I'm leaning that way too. Convince me, yeah, and I don't think they weren't convincing again. It's not that like they went and beat Portugal four nil no. and said here we are, and he went one nil. So I, I, I don't think it's the Belgium that everyone's expected once again. So I feel like that pattern is going to probably transcend into the the, the final. So. I think we've got two really interesting um, semi-finals. semifinals here. Which one do you want to start um, with? Because oh, let's start with Italy first. All right. Um, I think. Oh, jeez, man! If Italy get through and look really good against Belgium, they might even start this game favourites, and that is massive. I think personally, oh, oh, this is this is what my final was, but also because Italy finished second to Turkey. That that was a great shout, Damien. Well done. Pat yourself on the back, you idiot. Um, uh, Italy. I'm going to tell you now. I've made a change to my Italy win from what I initially predicted. Italy win two one because of the experience at the back will deal with Mbappe, Griezmann, Pogba in the middle of the park and got Verratti and Locatelli or Barella or. Jorginho that can do it. I actually think this Italy side has a bit of an aura about them. Italy beat France 2 0. I can't believe I've done this as well. Italy beat France 2 0. We don't even concede. I think Italy are just going to be big game players and Italy are going to do it. That is massive. I can't cool. I've got Italy clicked on my screen, but I haven't seen the goals from France yet. I haven't seen the I haven't yet, but if they go and pump Switzerland and then go and look good against Croatia, I will definitely, definitely change that. The Croatia that game's the one for me. Yeah. If they go beat Switzerland, good on them. I expect them look, to beat Look, if they beat Switzerland easy and they beat Croatia easy, I, I am as much of an Italian will change my, change my tune and say it's France. So but So will I, but based on what I've seen so far... The Italy defence, big statement. Yeah. Should be able to deal with the lacklustre ability for going forward to France. I think it's Mbappe or Bust because I don't see Benzema causing huge issues. Yep. Um, Griezmann just looked like a ghost this tournament. Yeah. Um, with all due respect. Yeah, scored a goal, but that's so, it, really. Yeah, he hasn't lit it up like he did in 2016. Um, Different role though, but I've got Italy, and I can't believe I've actually got that clicked on my screen. I look, it, Alrighty, Italy, so good side, mate. Germany, Denmark. Start us off, Paul. Oh god, where do you start? If this game is open, then Germany go through for me. If Denmark can get it on their terms and slow it down, set up well behind the ball, not allow Muller and Navri that sort of those half spaces that they try to drift into, yep. then I see a world where Denmark get the job done. Because I don't think Germany defensively are the same Germany that we know. Uh, I think Hummels has lost a half a yard yep. of pace. 
Kimmich playing out wide isn't ideal. Um, I think Germany are going to want possession, which is going to mean there's going to be space for Denmark to go in behind with. Yep. I'm backing it. I'm backing Denmark. I'm actually going to go in the flip side of you, Paul. You said if Denmark sit back and defend, you know, and limit the space for Nabry and all said and done and have it, maybe getting beyond and whatever, I actually wouldn't go the other way. I think this game becomes open and free-flowing. Hummels are losing half a yard of pace, and the goal-scoring ability that we've seen Denmark have, the fact they can find goals from everywhere, I think if this game's open, Denmark win. I actually think in that game there, and I know it's Germany, and I know how good they are, I think if you're Germany, you want that game to be a little bit slower, a little bit more controlled, where you can control the ball, where you get it, have 60 70% possession, and then just pick them off eventually, right, and win the game 1-0, whatever, right, 1-2-0. I think that game comes open, free-flowing. You win the ball if you're Denmark. You go straight at them, and then Germany win it and go straight back, and it becomes a little bit of a attackive open game. I think Denmark can outscore them and win it. I'm, uh, I want to predict De- Denmark. I really do. I actually think Germany will show their experience in the major tournaments, and they'll win that game one nil. And it won't be a typical De- Germany side. It will be a German 60-70% possession, but not dominating whatever. They'll knock it around the back and through the middle lines and then eventually find the moment they'll pick them off. And then, yeah, Denmark, unfortunately, just won't have the ability to win the ball back as much. I think if Germany make that game open and try to really go at them, I think that plays in Denmark's hands. I know what you said, and I understand the theory behind what you said, but... The other thing beforehand is... Look at the run Germany have to go through to get there. This is the other thing I've got in my head. They've gone through the group of death. They've then gone through England, then Ukraine. Don't be surprised if they're burnt because a lot of their players have played big seasons as well, club-wise. It definitely wouldn't surprise me if they stumble at that point because of the pressure, the games, the intensity of all their games that they've played. See, I'm predicting that they would do that in the final. Like Italy, like Italy did in uh, what twenty twelve against Spain, and they got done four one. Yeah, I'm predicting that kind of thing happens in the final with Germany. Uh, look, you can keep your Denmark prediction. I'll put my German prediction in the Discord. Discord link will be down in the comment section below. But there we go. Um, so obviously, you've gone Italy, Denmark. Who are you predicting to win that one? Italy. Yeah, I've gone Italy, Germany. I'm actually predicting Italy to win that one four one. I'd say Italy probably beat Denmark 3-0 and then pretty comfortable. I think the occasion probably gets to Denmark. Uh, at that point, I think Italy going through and knocking off who they have to knock off as well. Um, I know it kind of contradicts what I'm saying about Germany, but Italy didn't have that same pressure in the group stage that Germany did, so that's where my my logic yep. is. Um, and I think they just go, wheels in motion, get the job done with Mancini yep. um, and go from there. I agree. I agree. So that's where we're looking at for this point. Obviously, these may change based on what happens over the next Definitely based on what France do against Croatia. They get through, of course. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Um, And we'll go from there. So for now, they're the predictions that we've gone with uh, for the remainder of the knockout states. Let us know. If you think we've gone too far with being adventurous with Denmark 5 um, or what your own predictions are moving out of the round 16. Yeah. So, questions. Question time. Let's go. Yeah. 
Alright, JS has the first yep. one. Who is our team of the group stage? Now, so, yeah. firstly, Paul, what formation do you want to play here? Is there a formation you have in mind, or you want to just put players in and see where it fits? I think it's got to be 4 3 I agree, four three three one six two eight. Yeah. I agree. Alright. Alright, who are our locks? I think That's in goals, Donnarumma. So, oh, nah, I think in locks, goalkeeper Donnarumma yeah. didn't concede a goal. Yeah, I agree with that. We could actually, in saying that, hard decky was in unreal for Finland. Saved a couple of pens. Nah. And I'm still back in Donnarumma, though. Alright, Donnarumma in net. Alright, Paul. Um, any other locks? I feel like I would lock it right yep. back. Yeah, dumps the dad. Yeah. Dumfries at right back. I agree with that. Um, I feel like a lock up top. Oh, maybe not. Never mind. I changed my mind. Uh, we'll talk about that one in a second. Any other locks in your head? Gavin Phillips. In that DM? Oh, I will give you that. In the in the six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at, and then Locatelli in one of the eights. You think Locatelli? I was actually going to say Barella. Nah, Barella had the great first group game and then sort of faded a little bit. Uh, so didn't play the third one. Alright, Locatelli in one of them. Yep, go with that. Mainly because he played the three games. Yeah, I agree. Um, do we say Ronaldo because he scored five goals in the group? Yeah. As much as it pains me that it was three penalties. In that group though as well, you got to give him some credit. Alright, so Ronaldo up top or out wide? Um, let's go off the left. Alright, Ronaldo on the left. Ronaldo, CR7. Alright, that leaves us two centre-backs, a left-back, a right-wing and a centre-mid. Left-back. Um, Who are we going to go with I think Sp Spinozola from Italy as well has been really yeah. good. He's been bombing on. Um, didn't Obviously, we didn't concede as well, so... Yeah, I'm happy right. with Spinozola there. Um, I'm trying to think of other yeah. left-backs that had a really good tournament. See, maybe Scotland did a bit more than, yeah. yeah. Um, Anyone else you're thinking of? Is there anyone from Wales or Denmark no. that you would give a go to? Not at left. No, no, no. I, mean, I think Denmark, you'd have a shout for Christensen, maybe. At I'm, that's where I was leaning towards. I'm like, not at left back, but at centre back. I think Andreas Christensen yeah. had a very good time, but. I'm happy to put him there. Yep. All right. Um, another centre back. Well, you've got Benucci, you've got Chiellini, but do we give it maybe to an English centre back that's done not much, but they didn't concede? Like, uh, saying that, though, I think that's more Calvin Phillips than anything. Um, I mean, if Mings played the third game, I would have almost given it to Tyrone yeah. Mings, but Cheeky dog, I actually thought he was solid. Yeah. But I don't know who to put in that other centre-back spot. No one, no one's really jumping out at me that's gone. You. Actually, one person who? did. DeVries did. DeVries looked good. But, again, some of their games are pretty open, though. Um. Like, I wouldn't pick anyone from France or... Well, I would have picked any of them like that. I thought Adja had a pretty good tournament after the first games as well from um, Denmark. I'm thinking... I'm thinking we give it to Benucci just on the fact that Italy didn't yeah. concede. I didn't watch Austria enough, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know whether, like, Akanji's had a good tournament or, you know, like, any anyone in Austria. I haven't seen enough of them to really comment. That's my fault. And same with the Swiss. I only watched one of their games. Um, I've got right. an option for right wing straight off the bat, and I know he's been playing up front, but I know he's more of a right winger in club football. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I think he's been amazing for the Ukraine. And then I think you could make a big argument for Schick up front. I think you could. Do you want to? I was thinking 
trying to think who else. And Mobile from Italy had a pretty good group. Nah, I think more of the goals have come from midfield. I think his hold up play's been. I think for like an out and out, someone that's dragged their team through. I think you get. A, I think Schick outweighs. I think just because of the goal yeah. of the tournament, we'll give Patrick Schick the go. In that, like, that is yeah. going to be goal of the tournament, hands down. What are we missing? We're we missing a midfield. Yeah, we are still? missing one midfield centre mid spot. Um, I actually think I've got my guy. I know they got knocked out, but I think Genie went out and has been amazing for De- for the Dutch up until they got knocked out. I think Genie's been out of this world. He scored a few goals from middle of the park, um, and he's led the side really well. I mean, Any of the Belgian guys potentially? As um, well? well, Darmsgaard had a pretty good time of it as well. He's Danish. What, what did you say? You said you said Denmark. <laughs> I said Belgium. Oh, sorry. I said Belgium. <laughs> oh, apologies. Um, um, who would you go with? No, Kante. Kante's been okay, a bit hit and miss. No one from France really excited me. Yeah, stood out. I, I really, really... Modric looked good. Actually, what about Luka he, Modric? Apart from game number one, yeah, I agree with that. I think it's out of Genie and Modric. I think, I think um, Genie's had the better of it, to be fair. I think he's done, had more influence in games. So it's been similar. The big thing for Mo- no, I, I wouldn't say Modric game one because that second half, man, he dictated the game completely. I'd lean put Modric slash one out him because I don't think we're going to agree on this one. It's all right. I'll I give you Modric. I'll give you Modric. He gave me. He yeah, gave me Benucci even and Donnarumma. I'll give you Modric. Yeah, because even though Croatia didn't win that game, and I know England had scored, but he was just everywhere in that second half against England. And then carried that momentum. The goal he scored to. Drag him through like that. That was a fantastic finish in the third game as well. I think moments and yeah, I'll yeah, give you that. All right, so our team on paper: Donnarumma, Dumfries, Benucci, Christensen, Spinazzola, Phillips, Locatelli, Modric, Ronaldo, Yarmolenko, and Schick. It's a not bad team. Anyone you would captain out of that, yeah. just for curiosity's sake? Captain it as in where. Going to play this team? Yeah, an as an actual team. team. Anyone you would? There's one person for me that gets it straight off the bat. Benucci yeah, exactly correct. So that's that's my boy. Yeah. All right, not a problem. I like yeah. that team a lot. Let me take a screenshot of that quickly. And then we got the next question for lead us into it because that's going to be good. Oh, God, this is going to be This big. is huge. Um, so, Dim, um, I, I should, to finish off JS's question, yep. just to make sure that we haven't missed, anyone. missed his point. Yep. Who would be your national team of the Italy by mile? Yeah, so that's the like obvious. And I think that's the name. And, they, and I think they've featured heavily here in Italy too, which kind of makes yeah. you think. And I'm going to go down. Yeah, for the story and story. everything like that. That's true too. Yeah. So we'll cover that just in case that's exactly what JS meant by team of the group stage. But anyway, we're going to move on into the next question, which is from yep. Dim, which is he has it as. Our all-time Euros 11, and we could be here for six yep. hours trying to... We've done this before in school. Together. So what <laughs> Damien and I have, have done is we've gone through 2000, 2004, 8, 12, and 16. So the last five tournaments... We'll pick a side from there. I don't know how the hell we're going to do this. Um, we're going to put a team together from those five tournaments. So do you want me to go through um, tournament at a time? And then we'll put some maybes together and then we'll scratch people off. Um, yes, I do. Uh, I'll open up Notepad and All you right. put it through and I'll type them down. All well, actually, right. no, so you've got them there, but we'll go with notables. Give me notable names you really want to talk about. 
All right, so notable names. So I'm looking at the 2000 um, team of the tournament. Yep. And I think a few of these were probably a bit old. So I'm looking at guys like Blanc, Cannavaro, Maldini. I think they only played maybe two of the five. So I think they kind of miss out yep. um, on qualifying. Yep. The guys that stand out for me, though, I'm going to go against my... There's a, there's a guy that I know you're about to say. Done. Yeah, you have to. Though. He won the World Cup in 98. He was pretty good in 2000. He was the yeah. best player in the tournament. And then none of the forwards sort of make it for me because it's Clivert, Toddy. Um, I thought Toddy had a really good 2000, though. He did, but then 2004... What did Italy do? Did you guys make a... Nah, I feel like the 04 were pretty dog-horrid, weren't we? Okay, well, I'm having a quick look at the 04 team and Zambrotta's in there. And he's the only representative, so I'd probably say that... And then Toddy wouldn't have played in 2008, so I feel like he probably misses out, which is a bit unfortunate. Yeah, I would love to have Toddy in there. From that 2000 team, you're probably only taking Zidane as a maybe. Yep. Um, the 2004 team is so weird. Strange. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go through the whole team with you because that tournament was. No, it's your nice. tournament, Paul. So you got. Yeah, you got Petacek in goal. That's a fair shout. Mate. Yeah, that is a fair shout, but I just don't think the Czech were in enough tournaments no. to make the team of those five. Then you got uh, Trianos Dallas, yep. who was the like rock at the back for us. You've then got Carvalho, yep. um, and then you've got Sidoridis, uh, who like I barely know now, yep. um, but was just an unreal right back for us in that one tournament with Zambrotta. Then you've got Menichi um, from Portugal. Then Nedved, and then Zagorakis, who was just like on another level in that tournament for us. Um, and then Ronaldo, obviously young Ronaldo. Milan Barros and Wayne Rooney were the two up front in that tournament. Pete, that's well. the first time we see Ronaldo in the list. Yep. So Ronaldo definitely gets added to that yep. one. Anyone else you would add from 04 off the top of your head as a notable? No. Nah. All right. Oh. 2008 What about Wayne What about Rooney okay, what, did, what did they do in 08 I think we could add Rooney in though um, I think he's a notable I think he's just Because of what he's done for England I think it's Yeah we can like, add Rooney in I'll give you that Yeah So right. 2008 yep. Bain dominates Oh they, they do And there's a couple of boys That I think we have to put in On the base of this So there's a lock here for me And it's Ike Casillas And he probably is the goalkeeper That starts for us um. Yeah. Over those five years, that's a tough one. I feel like years, there. Sorry, I think tournaments. there is potential to have a discussion about that one. I think I'm going to go with you and agree. I think because they win two. Yeah, I was going to say that Gigi uh, over that whole time has yeah. lost two finals and has been immense probably in both runs to get Italy to the final. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I could definitely. Listen to the argument, but I, I think, think just on the base that Casillas has won it, important. that we would probably go. Our first name yeah. on the list is probably going to be Iker, and he's the captain of the team that wins two Euros and a World Cup in this. Yeah, I, I'm going to put him in. I think that is yeah. a, uh, I think that is a uh, a very good shout from Paul. I think as much as I love GG oh. and I don't want to be, uh, you know, out of this world and yeah. be. Whatever. I've got two back-to-back locks. As um, well. Can That's I just say, do we period. put in a lock in this time period? Because is Ronaldo feature in 2008? In the team of the yeah. tournament? Um, I 
Well, I reckon he features in 2016. Definitely. Yeah, and he featured in 04 as a youngster. Yeah. Uh, do you want to put Ronaldo in? At yeah. left wing, left mid? Yeah, left wing. Right. Left wing, left mid, not a problem. There's someone here who I don't even know. Who? In 08? Who? Carlos Marchena. Carlos Marchena. Spanish centre back. I don't know. Yeah, so he made the team of the tournament. Who for? So for Spain. Carlos Marchena. In that tournament that they won, the first one they won. So oh, there's a little thing here. So it says a 1999 under 20 World Cup winner alongside Casillas and Xavi. Marchena joined them in this campaign. Uh. Played with Puyol in the centre of defence, often man marking the opposition's main striker with his partner mopped up around him. Fair enough, so good luck to him. Went on to set a world record of 50 international matches unbeaten before losing his spot to PK. The 2010 World Cup winner who scooped 69 caps. Wow. Alright, so he eventually lost his spot to PK, but never heard of him. Who did he play for club football? Severe. Fair enough, good luck to him. Well done, buddy. Yeah, so well done. But he's not my lock. So I did say I've got two locks. Back I think I know one of them. And right back has to be Philip Lahm. Over that time for Germany. He was unreal. He was unreal. Yeah, that's not a name that I was he thinking was of. But yes, I'll put him in. Philip Lahm. You know who I'm going with with the other lock at centre back. Surely. Go, give it to me. From Barcelona. Yep. Yep. Uh, that, that was one of my two locks from this team. Yeah. And it could actually it could actually be three locks here, Paul, that I've got. I think Chubby um, I think Chubby wins play of the tournament yeah. that year in 08. And I definitely know he features in the next one in what, twenty twelve? Yeah, when they win it again. Yeah. He's in for me in that DM. Yeah, spot. I think Chubby in the DM is really good if we play four three three or even as a two, right? And I'm thinking yeah. you go Chubby in the DM and I'm thinking your midfield is then, right? If you go pick it. In a four three is actually Zidane and yeah, Iniesta. It's tough. I know it's a tough call, yeah. but I actually think it's Zidane and Iniesta yeah. in a four three three. Yeah, put it in for now, and then we'll see if someone changes my mind. Put yeah, I've got it. Up front, no one really changes. Not my yet. Mind here. Same here. Well. It's Arshavin and David nah. Villa. V is a maybe. V is a maybe, but I'll play him on the right more than I would play him at nine. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking as well. So I'll put it, I'll put David Veer on our 2008 list. Who the hell is Marcos Senna from Spain? Oh, yeah, he played for... Um, 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 yeah, he was Brazilian, then turned um, then turned Spanish nationality. He played many years. I don't remember this 2008 tournament oh. that well. That's why. Anyhow. Played for Villarreal. Yeah. Legend right. there. Next up. Is 2012. Mm. Now, this is one tournament that I do remember. I remember this one a lot because it was meant to be the emergence of Balotelli. How that worked out. <laughs> All right. So, there's some new names in here. So, Casillas was named goalkeeper of the tournament once yep. again. Um, Colin Trout was named at left back, um, which then got his move to Real Madrid. Yep. Uh, Pepe was named at centre back, but it's his partner who I want to talk about in Sergio Ramos. I do too. Um, definitely potential for him to be in this I think team. there is as well. Um, I think that Spanish team is so dominant it has to feature heavily now. Yeah, I don't think there's another centre-back in that period that was so much of an X-factor I, I, um, than Sergio Ramos to go with Puyol. Agree. If we're going just on 2000s, we have to probably. Yeah, 
So I reckon we whack Sergio Ramos yep. in there. So what are we missing? We're missing a right winger. We're missing a right winger and a, a left and a left back. Left back. I still haven't seen the left back for me yet. Yep. I've got Jordi Alba here, but I don't really. I'll put him in. Like that pick. I'll put him into our into our notepad. Oh, there's another shout here for the midfield. Yep. Who? Pirlo. Oh yeah, very good over the period. Feel like he could definitely fit in. Feel like he takes in the Esther spot. I, I feel it like it's very hard to drop Zidane because if we. Yeah, you probably should. We probably should drop Zidane. Because but then all of a sudden, it's just a 2004 one, onwards tournament, isn't it? Really. Uh yeah, because he did play in 04 as well, but France weren't great. I really feel like you remember. We got to remember this is a Euros team, not a World Yeah, Cup but team, Zidane won it in two thousand. Like, that was like the crescendo. That's why. That's why I'm thinking of Iniesta out because I know we have the bias of him scoring that goal in the World Cup final, and his World Cup was awesome. But I think Xavi was the more dominant midfielder in the Euros. I'll go with that. Iniesta. I'll take Iniesta out for Pirlo any day. I'm not going to make an argument to get Pirlo yeah. out. That 2012 tournament from was Pirlo, he was up, he was mental. Mental. He was unplayable, and that's what edges it for me. Yep. And then there's Balotelli and Ronaldo as the two yeah, forwards in that yeah, tournament. But, but you know, Torres is a shout. Yep. That was, as you said before, there was heaps of goal scorers. Yeah, it was. It was a, there, I think Golden Boot point. was all tied on three, and it was five guys. Three goals. Yeah. Yeah. So, so far, we're still missing a Right winger and a left back. Me. And a striker. We could probably move Ronaldo inside. If we yeah, if it depends on the wingers here. Off you go. And then we've got... That's it. So that's all the... No, it was 2012, 2016. 2016. Sorry, where's 2016? Um, it says revealed. But where's the team? So I know Ronaldo's going to be in it. I know Renato Sanchez probably makes it. Let's select the technical... Where's the team? Oh, here it is. All right, it's a bit different. Yep. All right, there's Rui Patricio in goals. Yep. Kimmich, Boateng, Pepe and Guerrero. Yep. Hey, Pepe made back-to-back team of tournaments. Pepe? Tony Did Cruz. Pepe make back-to-back team of the tournaments? Yeah. Ah, Ramos the left back because he played there as a kid. He played right back. It's fine. Doesn't matter. Inverted. I train him. Football manager. <laughs> Inverted <laughs> wing back. Do it. It's not a left back that stands nah. out. So we'll just put three centre backs. Oh nah, we can't do. You can't do nothing uh, silly. Can't you can't get three at the back and drop Lam. Can we know? Um, and then we get. Well, Italy didn't have a dominant left back. No, Italy never did. Are you happy with Ramos, Puglio, Pepe, Lam? Actually, Lam left back. Yeah, and Ramos right back. Lam left back. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Do that. That's fine. That's, That's good. good enough. Yep. So what are we missing? A winger. We're missing a right winger and a striker. Oh, man. There's someone here. If you move Ronaldo inside, there's a left winger here and a right winger from 2006. Who are you thinking? All right. On the right, Griezmann. Yeah, he had a very good tournament, didn't he? And his compatriot, Demi Payet, on the left. Far out. That's a shout. That's a big shout. That's probably not going to happen, but... That's a shout. Definitely get Griezmann on the right. Ah. And then on the left, let's have a look. Let me go back through and look for the left side. Um, uh, Charvin was named in... Uh, you know you could go David Villa on the left, too, to be honest. You can get David Villa left or right, but... He was in the. Who? Oh, we've got David V on the right, don't we already? Oh, we've got Griezmann right. No, I'd go Ronaldo through yep. the middle. Veer off the left, Griezmann off the right. I'm happy with that. Or Pedro. Oh, shout on the left hand side. 
coming in onto that. Yeah, I like Pedro over David. Who do you take, Pedro or Griezmann? I think Villa gets in over Griezmann because of longevity. Yeah. I think you go Pedro right, Villa left, Ronaldo through the middle. So Villa left, Pedro right, Ronaldo through the middle. And Ronaldo. Yeah, that's left. a very good shout with Pedro. All right, let's see. All right, so at the moment, Ike Casillas in goals. Ramos, Pepe, Puglio, Lam, Xavi, Zidane, Pirlo, Pedro, Villa, Ronaldo. Yeah. Happy. I, I like that team. No one else that we would put in there. Nah, there's, nah. there's a few arguments for a few no players, but that's really it. Yeah, I rate that. So let's whack that in the Discord as well a bit later on. So you guys we'll have a look, of course. Put your teams... So most of it is from 2004 onwards, but do your teams from 2000 yep. onwards. Some notable shouts might be Patrick Vieira. Uh, we've got Zidane in ours, don't we? Or do we take nah, we've got Zidane in ours. Blanc probably gets a shout as yeah. well from his 2000 campaign. was really good. I think you're looking goalkeepers. You could probably make yeah. a case that Barthez was really good in 2000 as well. Um, I think Gigi. Yeah. I think Gigi, Henri... I think you could probably give it to Maldini or Cannavaro at the back over Pepe, but I think Pepe gets in two euros, so he makes it for us. Yeah. So what's our what's our back four? Lam, Puglio, Pepe, Ramos. You took. Wait a minute, Lam. Lam, Puglio, Pepe, Ramos. Oh yeah. Okay. I yeah. Like that. Who did we have? I thought we had someone nah. else there. Doesn't matter. Never did. No, I like that. That's fine. Um, oh, it's good we're thinking about Ramos and yeah. centre back. So that's how we got it all fitted in. That's right. All right, that. All right, so we'll get that team in the Discord to let us know what your thoughts are uh, for your own teams yep. and see where they differ. Um, we've got another question. I didn't realise it was your question, but Thorgan has a. He's had an unreal tour, but I just wanted to put it out there. You think he's as good as his brother? Currently? Yep. Yes. Overall, no. I think on current form he is, <laughs> and I do think he has the potential to. Yeah. He just needs a bigger move. If he gets a bigger move and does oh, the job... Oh, man. Eden at Chelsea was bloody unplayable. I though. think Falcon can be unplayable. I just haven't seen enough. I haven't seen enough of him. Like That's just the, the thought, I just think. He's playing in the Bundesliga for Mönchengladbach. I just haven't watched him. I haven't actually seen much of Belgium this tournament. I haven't had a chance to watch them properly. So I'm looking forward to the next week because I'm actually able to watch the quarters and the semis. Yeah, you're right. You've got holidays. You love it. Holidays, so... I'll actually be able to watch it, so that's nice. But I think he's yeah he's stepped up big time. He's out, he's outperformed my expectations. Yeah, uh, but plenty to still do. I, think. I do too. All right. And then there's a little follow-on question there, which is the one we're going to end with. Tonight. Yeah, Dim wanted to know about is Killian, the brother. About the circle bruise. It's your uh, question, prospect. mate, because he's 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 with you. And the fact that I have uh, sold him is the reason I'm going to say no, but I've never actually watched him play in Can't real life. Can't, I mean, so. I haven't watched him. Yeah. And we've actually got one more question that's come through whilst we've been oh, recording. Who? So I'm going to add this in to the run sheet from JS. Yeah. Favourite streaming moment ever for both of G- us on our oh, streams? Oh, jeez. Wow, that's a great question. So I'm going to let you think about this because... I've been streaming for a few years now. A bit yeah, longer. far out. You've been streaming for a few years. I've just hit my one year yep. now. Um, and mine is very hard to beat the Marseille Champions League final that I remember recording at like 7... I was streaming at 7.30 in the morning because I just couldn't sleep. Um, 
and I had something to do that day as well, and I can't remember what it was now, so I had to get the stream up early. I feel like it was family stuff. And the run I went on the night before, and I remember you couldn't be in the stream, but I was messaging you, and I was showing you the stupid formations. It I was worked so well, like yeah. Three, six, ones. The three, six, ones dominated, three, six, yeah, one. it was great. And I was getting one nil wins against Juve and Man City away from home with Marseille, with Makoku, and that team that, that was built. mental. And I think... That 5-4 Champions... I think it was a 5-4 or 4-3, whatever it was. Champions League final I had against Chelsea where I was 2-0 down in like 10 minutes and panic stations and I was freaking out and I'm screaming my head off at 7.30 in the morning just to get the stream up Um, and to ultimately win that final against Chelsea with that team in five years after getting sacked from Vitesse at the start of that first season. I think that sort of is the, the pinnacle so far... Uh, for my streaming, um, hopefully the Circle Bruges save give me some similar emotions with Champions League. But I think for me in my short little career, that whole t- the the moment is the winning the final. It's the run, but I think the run. Yeah, the I get before, I get that a lot because because I didn't want to get off, but it was like one thirty in the morning and I was I've dying. I didn't want to screw the final up. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just that whole stretch. And just, I remember messaging you after every game, like sending you photos of the oh, yeah, there's photos. just hanging on for dear life for one new wins away from home. So I think that's the pinnacle for my streaming so far. What, God, I don't like this question because there's so many moments. And if I say the wrong thing, someone will get angry. Um, I know which one you should go with. What do you think? Because you've watched a lot of my streams. It's got to be HK. Is that final with HK? I've got it up there, but there is runs that I that we had runs on streams, and there's been funny moments that have made me piss it. Um, oh. Yeah, but when you're talking about if we're gonna go purely the, fav- the favorite moment, if we're gonna go purely favorite moment on stream. It's gonna be a moment that doesn't sound big to a lot of people, but if AJ, I'm gonna message you when this goes live. You have to listen to this. Um, and Jackson for the win. Next time I see you in chat, you've got to listen to this. I'm going to go with a Sunderland moment. And it's not the Champions League final that we won. And it's not the fact... There's stories. I want to talk about a few, but really quickly. But I'll go with this one. There's a man called Alex Smithies, and he plays for Cardiff in real life. Um, and he was 34 years of age on my stream. We bought him in at Sunderland in the Championship. Got me to a Premier League. Won me a Premier League. With no physicals, just made saves and made, I think, about five double saves in a season. It was mental. He was retiring, Paul. And I said, you know what, screw it. I got Roma in the Champions League, in the Europa League final. I'm going to play him in the final. His last ever game. One nil down, 94th minute, and my regen striker scored in the 94th minute to make it 1-0. That was probably the 10th, 90th minute equalised we've scored throughout cup competitions by the save by that stage. We went to a penalty shootout, and at 34, 36 years of age, Alex Smith is his last ever game made two penalty saves and made the save to win the Europa League final. And I thought, in terms of wholesome moments in streaming, I've never been happier to see one player do it. But if we're talking about moments, HK, obviously, that was a seven-hour stream. It got routed by Proudy because he wanted to see what happened. And it was 1.30 in the morning. My, t- my sister told me to shut up when I scored the win after being 1-0 down at Barcelona. As an Icelandic side, we came back and won the Champions League final. Um... In terms of out-and-out Champions League finals, I probably think the best final we won 4-3 against Chelsea three years after losing the final to Chelsea um, in a final where my goalkeeper got a match rating of like nine and we conceded three. And Chelsea hit the crossbar in the 93rd minute as well. 
Um, yeah. But another moment from Mess, maybe, uh, you know, that save was over. I said if we got knocked out in the group stage the year before, I was ending the save. And I told Francisco Trincano not to shoot from 35 yards in the 93rd minute to get me a draw. <laughs> oh, I about that. And as I said, don't shoot. And the clips literally got called shoot. Bang he banged from 35 yards, top bins to save the save. And then we went and won the, the next year or... Yeah. And we went and played tennis that day too. Yeah, I remember. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> um, and then we've got all the moments from my mum as well, probably, that deserve a mention. Uh, There's a whole bank yeah, of Yeah, I think the whole exclamation mum clip's my work, most watched clip. That's like got like, over 500 views of just mum yelling at me <laughs> and Pietro Pellegrini scoring a With final. Yeah. Um, it's hard to pinpoint <laughs> one. We've been streaming for so long and I do recommend the stream, Dame underscore 23. It's a great question, JS. The boys in the Discord that listen to this have known me since probably halfway through Mess um, when this Discord was created. Yeah. Um, to my long-term viewership, yeah. like AJ's been with me for two and a half years, Jackson. You, you would pick a Sunderland moment. And there's been so many moments. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so many saves as well. It, so it makes it very hard, hard to pick. Well. I think in per- Especially when your goals are all the same as well. That's probably the difference. Uh, like, because I've only seen one of those saves all the way yeah. through. It's a bit easier for me to pick the moment because for me, I've only been playing FM for a year and a bit. So you, you've I've seen all the Champions runs, leagues. but you're like the Icelandic Champions League. I am going to say this. If I win the Champions League of SFB after all the that shit that I've been through at that football club, yeah. <laughs> that trumps, it's going to trump it all. Yeah, that trumps the fact it, that I lost the quarterfinal last year and I was on my knees crying. Yeah. <laughs> I have to end and I had to end the stream because I was borderline hysterically going to break down. I broke down after the stream ended. Hundred and de- Paul, you, you saw that moment. Most brutal moment in football manager history. Yeah. To come yeah. back from 2-0 oh. down to be a winning 3-0 in extra time to concede 123rd minute to the guy that cost me the first leg to give away a penalty in the second leg yeah. to lose. Yeah, 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 it was mental. That was just... Cause I, I, yeah. I don't know if I could recover from that. that to me I thought, I thought about it for four days, man. I'm still not over it, but and it's been a week. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, There's too many too many moments. Let me know in the Discord, because it is a question that you've asked, JS. What would you be your guys' moment of me? It's hard when you've been streaming for so long to pick one. I know you guys haven't seen the Alex yeah. movie moment. I hope you guys will eventually. Um, when you watch the Bright Lights, I know yeah. Dean's watching it back. Uh, but for me, I think that trumps it. Well, maybe even Mike Godden. I'm sure the boys have, or the viewers, I should say, have their individual moments and probably why they're they're still hanging around. Yeah, so it'd be nice to know. Yeah, know for both of us, because it could be it could be something really that we've just overlooked because maybe we don't think it's as as uh, big significant or as big as maybe could be one know, of my rage clips for goodness sake. Little things. Yeah, me, it might be the Yengi stuff, you know. So who knows? Anyways, yeah, so. let us know, boys. Yeah, so I think that's probably a nice way to actually round off tonight's podcast, just to have a bit of reflection because we've been sort of head down um, the last sort of month and a half or so with really serious um, conversations, which is, is nice to have. But ah, look, we still had the orange juice and apple nice juice as a question. That. that was good. That was a great question. One non. <laughs> that was a great question, question from JS. But I think I think at the point where we're at now, um, where we've been going for probably a few months with the with the podcast and the community I, I feel is really starting to gel together now like between both yep. of us um, and there's a real connect there like with the multi twitch and all the rest of it as well and there's a real uh, transparency uh, with the community and ourselves and I think it's just 
we're going in such a strong way at the moment and we're going with full momentum at this point. It's really so good and we've got to thank everybody for that as well. You know, it's not just me and yeah, you, it's everybody time. in that community. And I really recommend it. And I don't mean it in plugging it, but I really think we've got a really good bunch of good kids. They're pretty young. Like most of the boys in the Discord, you know, AJ's old. He's not old, you know, and yeah. whatever. Uh, Porridge is doing work for SI and he's a bit of an older fellow as well in the Discord. But, um, yeah, I think it's a great community to be good, part good of. Spread. Good spread of experience with FM, but also just Life. being able to interact and have these conversations, you know. So what we talk about on the podcast on a weekly basis is what happens in the Discord on a daily basis, which if, you know, you're looking for that, community to talk with people about what's happening and getting different views and what I love as well is we've got a good spread of understanding um, and experience and people just bring different backgrounds and experience with not just football but with all sports and we've got a whole range of supporters based you know within the discord as well so there's good banter between West Ham, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal boys as well so I think yeah, you're right. You know, we don't need to keep plugging it. Everyone knows by now that I leave the link in the description. So if you do want to swing through, or if there is an issue with that link, um, let me know as well via Twitch. Um, then I might need to update it, but I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I might try to check that actually yeah. tonight before I uh, put it up. Uh, submit yeah. it, but um, make sure you do look at the link that is in the disc in the Discord. The link in the description for the Discord that you can join the community as well so Damien thank you very much once again for your company that's tonight. okay Paul round off and say um, yeah look I will firstly I will say is there comments for like they, people can leave comments like in the there yeah. is um, through Apple Podcasts there is a review section. if you're still listening so, I want you to comment I drink a lot of orange juice to stay healthy that's the way I'm plugging this. Okay. I'm plugging this. I want to know who's listened for the full hour and uh, 13 minutes and who our big fans are. I want to know. There you I'm go. That's an interesting, interesting way to see who's listened an hour and 13 minutes in. Um, to ask a... Definitely. So I want to see some more reviews. That's going to be... So I want that to be a review through yeah. the... I drink more oranges to be healthy. Um, I'm just going to end yeah. this. And you get a shout out. I'm going to end week. this and say this has been my most enjoyable podcast to do because we've had a lot of interesting stuff to talk about here. The fact we've gone through like all-time teams and team of the group stage and our own moments, I really think this has been the most wholesome sort of podcast. It reminds me a bit of like uni and school for you, Paul, and it's also blurted in yeah. our streaming into the podcast as well, which is great as well. So from Damo, yeah. Paul... And everybody else here, I'll leave it in the hands of Paul to round it off and obviously put the music in and end it. But from Damo and everybody else in the community, thank you yet again. I'll see you next time on the pod, the PD Sports Podcast. So that is all for episode 15 of the PD Sports Podcast. We will be back next week for maybe a surprise episode earlier because I'm actually going to be on holidays as of... Friday this week so we might be able to get in before the quarterfinals start so make sure you get your subscriptions in either through Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss out on the next pod but we will catch you in episode 16 when that drops